Ladies and gents, welcome to Book Record Beer. Uh, with me, as always, for uh, for the cast is Daniel DeFranco. Hey, guys. Nick Gregorio. Hey there. And uh, today, introducing my very good friend, and soon to be yours, one Tom Bannon. This is what I sound like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is a really special occasion for us for a number of reasons. So I'd like to start by... You know, with Kerry, which we chose as our book, uh, Murder by Death is our band, and of course, our beer is Dead Guy. Uh, the theme here is, is is twofold, because Dead Guy comes from Rogue, and frankly, that idea of the freak, the outsider, uh, is our theme throughout all of these. Of course, woven into that is goth and fear and horror mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, but that's that's where our cast stands right now. Of course, we're recording in October, and uh, it is it is the season. It is the time of the season. <laughs> Uh, if you will. So um, how am I going to introduce these motherfuckers today? I have chosen to introduce them as, uh, you know, monsters, um, our typical monsters. <laughs> and uh, let's get a roll on. Ready? Here we go. Daniel, you are uh, Frankenstein. Why? Uh, <laughs> you are a disgruntled product of your time and station. I didn't ask to be here! <laughs> is like your mantra. And uh, I, feel like, I feel like Frankenstein fits you oh so well uh so you're frankenstein my friend the frankenstein's um, monster you mean frankenstein's monster, monster exactly yeah okay. you're frankenstein's monster uh, uh tom bannon is of course young frankenstein because he's <laughs> he's equally pissed but gives way less of a shit uh about it so he he is not traveling to the arctic and he just stabbed himself in the leg with a scalpel <laughs> <laughs> on your i was uh, about to make espresso <laughs> Um, and, uh, Nick, you, my friend, are Swamp Thing. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Here's why. Here's why. We all know uh, why. You, you, you love Alan Moore almost as much as I. Yep. And I feel like he did Swamp Thing some serious justice. Yes, so sir. So there's that. Uh, and, of course, he's sweet for a beast. So, uh, oh, that is so nice. There you are. <laughs> uh, oh, I had, take that reaction back. And, uh, and Michael, uh, you are, co- you are, of course, the, um, the uh, shit demons from Dreamcatcher. Uh, <laughs> given your own gastrointestinal issues and, and of course you know a shit demon is only fitting um and also they terrify you <laughs> he is uh he's he's screaming from from behind the console over there so he's sitting at dudits yeah yeah exactly you could have got dudits but you didn't uh, uh nick Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah of course. You don't, you don't I always want to skip it. Slither out of this so easily. <laughs> Speaking of shit demons, yeah. Uh, you are a, a werewolf. Ooh, nice. But the Teen Wolf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Michael J. Fox lived. No, you Benjamin Payton. Because. All right. <laughs> teen Wolf Two. T O O. That's unfortunate. <laughs> On the outside, you're mild mannered, but when. You know, you're you're trying to get laid or playing basketball. You t- you turn into to a crazy man. <laughs> I think it's accurate. Yeah, I think it's accurate. Well, cheers. I'll take it. Cheers. Nicely done. You show crazy everybody your nards. <laughs> so the, the depth of Teen Wolf knowledge you're you're dropping is incredible. Oh, it's not Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Um, so here we go. Uh, let's get in the book. Of course, uh, as I said, we've chosen Carrie by Stephen King. All right, so uh, let's get started. We'll do a little brief overview summary of, uh, of Carrie. If you, Nick, you want to take that for us? I sure do. Um, so Carrie is Stephen King's first novel. Um, it is about a young lady who has a 
supernatural gift of telekinesis, who also lives a terrible home life with a outrageously monstrous religious mother, um, who sheltered her from literally everything from the outside world to what's going to happen to her body as she hits puberty. Um, <laughs> Not funny. No. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Catalyst. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, it, uh, she rediscovers her telekinesis um, during an extremely uh, traumatic moment when she gets her first period in the showers after a gym class with all of her classmates watching and they begin to throw tampons at her. Um, oh, and, yeah. it's, and it's terrible. Mob um, mentality. Yeah. But... Um, She's a social outcast who one of the people that terrorized her um, tried to rectify all of the horrors by having uh, her boyfriend ask Carrie to the prom. Yep. Um, they happen to win um, prom king and queen, and then she gets uh, pig's blood dropped on her, um, which then sets her off on a reign of destruction through a small town that is as triumphant as it is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. Yeah. That's a good... That's a good summary, dude. Um, and I want to start with uh, with Carrie because it's 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 super interesting. I think this is something you know a lot of people will probably be more familiar with uh, the movie. I, I feel like yep. um, I know actually how many people uh, this this is my uh, first time reading the the book. I had read I had seen the movie first. Yep. You because I, I yeah just, years ago bo- to bookend. This is exactly what we talked about with Fight Club too, right? <laughs> yeah, but the movie yeah. overshadows the book. Uh, not point. only that, but that it was uh, who read the book before they yeah. saw the movie and stuff. Um, uh, you, Daniel? Yeah, I seen the movie uh, yeah. late, maybe like four or five years ago. Huh? Ah. Had never read the book until now. Nice. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Me either. And had you read the book before? Uh, I never read the book. I saw the movie a uh, hundred years ago, maybe. Right. And Tom, you're in that boat too. Right? I have not read this book. I've yeah. seen the sequel to the movie. <laughs> it came out in the '90s. We've got a um, unique perspective. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the sequel before I saw the original. Yeah, really? <laughs> you too? Yeah. Freaks. Oh my lord! Um, all right. So, but to get into it, um, in the in the book, we have uh, I think the telekinesis developed uh, way more, and the character developed way more because this uh, catalyst of of the shower scene that is pretty much the beginning of the book. Yeah. Um, and it's a nightmare of a scene. It's absolute nightmare, but it's not something that is, um, it's it's not something we haven't ever experienced. Uh, you know, I mean, it, I think it it seemed like a little bit more of a middle school thing, but that makes sense because that's when that happens mm. usually. But now she's uh, nearly seventeen, right? I think she is seventeen, or she's right? newly yeah. seventeen, yeah. and like, she had no idea it was going to happen to her. So none. she, it was like pure horror. She literally thinks she's dying. Yep. And and while she thinks she's dying, people are firing tampons at her, making fun of her, yep. um, and because they know and they don't realize that she doesn't know. Right. Uh, of course, as you said, because her mother shelters her from this. So uh, the thing that I wanted to get into to start is from this, with this traumatic event, we get um, her remembering that she actually has this power because during the event she moves some shit in the in the showers and yep. stuff like that. Um, the light, light explodes. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I don't think she realizes then that she did it. But then little by little, you see King start throwing in these memories. Yep. Uh, and I was wondering, and, and here's one of the things that, that I think I want to talk about, because uh, this is a device that's in the book and certainly can't be put in the movie, of him weaving in the academic articles yes. and weaving in the... Uh, Stephen King weaving s- them in. Exactly, yes. yeah. So, so King is weaving in academic articles uh, about the, um, the Carrie White... Uh, Incident. Incident, yeah. And, and and then there's this sort of like a biopic uh, 
thing that the, the, um, the shadow exploded. The shadow exploded that, mm-hmm. that's thrown in there, which is which is pretty much like, yeah, if somebody were to do like a, a bio on like a band or or the the thing uh, that was turned into a movie, um, the, uh, the, the fire in the sky where the dude got abducted. And it's the true story of the guy who got uh, abducted, okay. and then they turn it into a movie, right? Fire in the sky, but it was originally a book and stuff like that. So I think it's similar in that way. Did we think that that um, was effective? Because it comes out of kind of nowhere, and it's an interesting move for a first book. I thought like that's really messing I, with structure. I thought it worked out very well. Yeah, I did too. And this was actually his fourth novel, if not his fifth. I think. Yes, yeah, so his first published. First published, yes. but yeah. yeah, he'd been writing for quite a while at this point, so. And the three that came before were arguably um, just as, if not more successful. Yeah, they uh, came out after. But yeah. they came out yeah. after because this uh, was the one, yeah. But so, so you know, he's, he's a you know, young author playing with form, which yeah. is, you know, it's pretty cool because then you get to write from these different perspectives telling this, the same story. And you get to try on different voices. Yep. So that's what I was going to say. I, you know, I've tried this, and, and as writers, I'm sure you guys have as well. Um, and, and we see it all the time where the authors and... and, and uh, writers will take different perspectives and oftentimes the voice isn't distinct enough mm-hmm. and, and and we see that it's weak right. because of that. Here I felt like when we were getting the darkness exploded, uh, shadow, exploded. shadow exploded yeah sorry, um, when we're getting that it's a much more it's a little bit more of a casual voice and when we're getting yep. the academic article you feel like it's an academic article. I thought that was really I thought that was well done and um Frankly, I did find that 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 combined with the parenthetical inner thoughts of Carrie and a couple other characters yep. so, uh, worked to 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 frankly just really escalate the pace of this because it uh, could seem really messy if yes. it wasn't done well. The, and you know what? I mean, it was a, it could have been a disaster, frankly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the parenthetical but, inner uh, thoughts. I thought was the thing because that still got just, me. I didn't. Why not put I, in italics? Yeah, I didn't particularly like the the parenthetical beast pieces because I I would end up getting lost. Um, yeah, because there'd be a huge chunk of text, and then you'd have to. Oh, go that b- was that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then you yeah, have to go yeah. back. Like that was like the only thing that I felt didn't work in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, but, I, and, and but to counter that, I was gonna say it's even a unique voice from the limited perspective that you're already getting of Carrie. It's this. It's almost like the animalistic sort of like yeah, subconscious I, inner subconscious yep. like um, yeah, like instinctual voice. Yep. Um. Uh. The the animalistic voice that I think is linked with the telekinesis. It's like yeah, yeah, mama. Like like, and it's the uh, thing that that, that everybody picks up on. Like, like in in the at the end, in the when she's destroying the town, all these people around her are they know exactly who's doing this. Yeah, even though they never met her, they don't know her name. Mm-hmm. It's because she's projecting. Yeah, on, That's on all these really people. cool, That's really cool. cool. So Stephen King yeah. in on writing uh, his memoir slash uh, you know craft how to book. Yeah, uh, he yeah. talks. I think I think that opens up with writing is is uh, the it's time travel right mm. or it's telekinesis that's what he says right does he say writing is telekinesis? well you're moving things with your mind yeah, yeah 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 he's so i'm wondering if in the book uh i'm not wondering i think it works that way in the book sure you know she's putting this uh, king's putting it out there as her voice this telekinetic voice and you know it's working its magic on on the the reader as well, just like it would have, you know, the townspeople. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're learning, I guess, just as the townspeople would have. I yeah. Don't I don't know if I'm making a, a good case for that. No, I think I, I think you're right, whether you're making a good case for it or not. Um, so. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, one of the things that he mentions in On Writing is that um, he, he says something like, uh, when he's writing, he, he wants something as intimate, like the subject matter and what he's writing to be in, as intimate as like skin on skin type thing. And so I would be really surprised. You know, you look at The Shining, you look at a bunch of his texts, and, and, and they really are just sort of him projecting out what he's thinking yeah. as a writer, as the person that he is then, you know, whether it's an alcoholic, whether it's a oh writer. My God, The Shining you know. is just a beautiful book. I think that's that's perfection for King yeah. right there. But yeah. this is really, really good to start. Yeah. Um, and well, it, it wasn't the start, though. It was his fourth or fifth. It was, it was his... Well, I, I mean, was, if you look back, if you think about it, I mean... It was uh, his fourth, because he yeah. had, uh, before that, Rage, The Long Walk, and The Running Man. When did... Oh, The Running Man was yeah. before this. It was before yeah. this. And then all of them were published after yeah. this, because this was the catalyst. This was what made Were those career. Bachman books? Yeah. Those were well, Bachman books. Running Man was a Bachman. Running Man. <laughs> Running Man. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop it anymore. You can't. You can't. It, uh, it won't be suppressed. <laughs> it's like her telekinesis. Yeah. It won't. Well, that's... And that, to get back to her, uh, I was going to say, the, the, the thing that... Um, that, that starts happening in this is she starts practicing the telekinesis yes. and it's a way of her gaining uh power uh some efficacy you know and and different things like that and i find at the same time like in the story as well like she's becoming exactly. a, a more a fuller character as mm -hmm. the, and it's it's awesome because as soon as she starts practicing she's becoming a little more confident or just yeah. peppering a confidence that there was none of so yeah, the, exactly. So they're mirroring one another, yes. and I thought again that's that was one of the reasons I, I thought I brought that up, I wanted to bring that up because in the movie you certainly don't get that, and these these callbacks that are through the academic articles and these other things about when she rained rocks and hail on the home yep. uh, because uh, she had seen uh, the girl sunbathing next door yep. um, next door and, and had seen a naked breast and her mother loses her mind and then tries to literally gouge out. Uh, Carrie's eyes with a big knife that it was her father's, and that's when she pr to protect herself Jesus. loses it right, and so it's really really interesting because this brings me to my next point, which is um, all of the adults and some of the kids who try to make things better inevitably make things far 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 worse. Yep, nobody makes things better for Carrie except Man, Carrie. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I it's it's really but even the gym teacher like pulls that chick aside yeah. and like chokes oh, yeah. her out in the in the in the in the um, and Carrie never just comes being around. Responsible. <laughs> yeah. She never comes around to realize that Deja Dance was trying to help her, right? That never really Cause it's Well so, at, the, at the dance, at the prom, much. she there's like this this small moment between the two of them. Right. And then yeah. and then the pig blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then everything. Well, goes. yeah, there's that brief shining moment yeah. and then and then it just rains blood. Oh my, and this thing is just a devastating book. Yeah. And it, yeah, and I, but I think it's 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 so well done. I think that's why um, King is able to do what he's able to do, which is like, in my opinion, bat five hundred, because that those be are, one of the greatest modern storytellers. They're so they're so good, and even if he has misses, which he does, yeah. I mean, we can't pretend like he doesn't. But but even if he has misses. He hits when he hits. It's like well, oh, even in God those misses, it. and I always said this about Stephen King. Um, I think a lot of people tend to project a writer's work on like, oh, they must be pretty twisted as a person. Um, if you're actually reading these books, you understand that he is writing character better than anybody. Yeah. In genre novels. Yeah. Which has been widely discounted by critics and, and academic elite, which is a, which exactly. is unbelievable. The 
he presents character yeah. in such a way that it's just he's a a genius. They're it's, they're a person. Yeah, you're reading truly. Yeah. It's it's and you know it's beautiful what you brought up on writing when you're looking at on writing and you see where this came from. I mean, the guy was a volunteer janitor. Or he wasn't a volunteer. He was a janitor. Yeah. Uh, he goes into the life with Effie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a volunteer janitor. <laughs> I'll clean up that vomit. <laughs> Let me do it. <laughs> uh, and, and he goes into the girl's bathroom and had never seen the sanitary napkin uh, metal box that's next to their toilets, right? Yeah. And, he, and he mentions to the guy he's working with, like, what, what the fuck's that? And then, uh, and then he, he, he starts thinking about, like, oh, man, that's, that's bizarre, right? That's nothing like our bathrooms. And so the story starts to develop. He reads a little bit about telekinesis, sees that uh, it typically is happening in young women. And when is it happening when they have this traumatic experience? And he says, bam. Right, uh, like the X Men. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's his thing. But what's it motivated by? He's, he's thinking about Playboy, and and he's he's formulating it to be a short story, and he realizes that it's that it's much longer. And he uh, threw the short story out. And then Tabitha's wife picks up and she yep. goes, "I know that this is it. This is this is the one because he's touched. He's tapped into something that um, he wasn't comfortable with." Right, and and which, which was we're writing female yeah. uh, protagonists and pretty much a whole female cast, right? Mm-hmm. And these girls being like that to one another. Tabitha goes, uh, his wife, right? Tabitha yeah. uh, King it goes, um, I'll help you with that part, man. Right, <laughs> I know that. And you talk to any um, uh, woman, and they're like, Oh yeah, let's talk about middle school, the worst fucking time ever. To mm-hmm. be, I've, we've actually mentioned this, I think, before on the cast. Yeah, yep. uh, Shasta Grant episode. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah just how shitty. Uh, and, you know, dudes are shitty too, but um, yeah. there's just this level, right? Because the the to suspect that the girl Sue, who's trying to be nice and tells her boyfriend to ask her yeah. out, and so so she can have some sort of reconciliation. Uh, this, he, they suspect that she's doing it for these terrible ulterior motives. And they, Sue suspected that of herself. Yeah, she's not even sure. And it was so well done. Like, Sue is... I can't, I can't even put words to it because it's just such good character development. She tried to do something nice and was questioning her, her own... Motives. Motive. Yeah. And, 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 th- there's, uh, and we learn it because King throws in the autobiography, I am Sue Schnell. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Uh, and 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 we learn it in her words. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty masterful when you think about it. Uh, it's it, no Crichton, I'll tell you that. See <laughs> <laughs> episode eight. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the things I wanted to 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 pull from uh, um, Ryan, we and we pull from it, baby. But I, I I thought this was really pretty interesting. He goes, you know, I'd written three other novels: Rage, The Long Walk, and Running Man, as we said. Um, but none of them taught me the things I learned from Carrie White. The most important is that the writer's original perception of a character or characters may be as erroneous as the reader's. Running a close second was the realization that stopping a piece of work just because it's hard, either emotionally or imaginatively, is a bad idea. Sometimes you have to go on when you don't feel like it, and sometimes you're doing good work when it feels like all you're managing to do is shovel shit from a, shitting posi- from a sitting position. Uh, I thought that was, that was really great because we think, what would have happened if he just abandon it you know you literally might not have Stephen King wouldn't Stephen exist King, you know because Carrie was the was the catalyst there and there's you know there's a, there's a bunch bunch of things that that he mentions there but I thought those were kind of the most the most profound because it's you know when you're creating that questioning right just as Sue is questioning her moves he's questioning uh is is any of this even even any good because he's so uncomfortable yeah. with it and and you know you gotta you gotta move yourself in that way mm-hmm. so should I present 
the dog's thoughts. <laughs> Which he does in Cujo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, sh- should the semi-trailer be a bit personified? And, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, that, that's a little bit of a, a shark jump. Um, but you talked about genre, and I wanted to, t- to speak on that because I was thinking while I was reading this, um, why isn't this considered YA? And then I started thinking, holy shit, how much horror literature that genre could be considered YA and why isn't it? So I was just, I, I wanted to uh, throw that out there. Was YA, I don't know the history of YA, was that actually a, a category in 1974? I, I feel like uh, YA was, a, a, you had like children's books, but like right. YA as a... Like Flowers in the Attic. I guess. I don't, what's Flowers in the Attic? The family living in up in the attic and the mom like oh yeah 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 yeah. well no there was and i I was just thinking and there's flowers for algernon around that time and there's uh i am the cheese and 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 uh and a bunch i am the cheese i taught that book right yeah yeah (laughs) i hate it yeah (laughs) it's no flowers for algernon no um but but yeah i think i think it existed you know but was it marketed as ya i mean that's a good question i wouldn't Give this to yeah, but even no. so, but even so, I mean, be, beyond that, beyond that, um, look at look at the horror genre. Yeah. What what is it? It's it's teens mm-hmm. and and young people predominantly. The adults are either not there or they're idiots and just yeah. mindless twerps, you know. Um, so so what what really separates them other than perhaps some the extreme violence and graphic right, sex? Right. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> like, I guess uh, that would be the only thing for me. Right, because yeah. King presents violence and sex uh, to its nth degree. Right, and he doesn't shy away from it. I mean, and, and that's why I kind of love him. Like, he's got the whole like uh, I'm probably saying this wrong, but if you're gonna fuck the dog, fuck the dog. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. So uh, that's why. I, but in Carrie, it's not as pronounced as in oh, other but ones. think about it. Like, um, what's her name? Chris and yeah. Billy. Uh, they have that weird pseudo violent sexual right, relationship. Right, right, right. You're right. And it's hideous. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and by the way, did anybody get like an outsider's vibe from Billy with his fucking oh, uh, grease well, hair yeah, and t shirt like and cigarettes in his shirt? Yeah. Well, when yeah. You, you read about King, like he, you know, that was his touchstone for oh, childhood. He, yeah, the greaser right. 60s. He glorifies right. that. Yeah. yeah. He really he puts that up on a pedestal yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> I just had fun. I was like, wow. Hinton would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just I, I, I started to consider that because, um, like, frankly, uh, my students, especially my ninth grade students, go nuts for anything hard. Like the one student we do like goals for the week and stuff. The one student's reading it right now. She's a ninth grader. She's about halfway through. I'm like, That's dude, is that not freaking ever. you the fuck out right now? Like, I had a student literally burn that because she was terrified yeah. um and and then you know give me like the five or eight bucks or whatever it was <laughs> but like she was like mister i cannot <laughs> and I was like, yeah no i i hear you that's that's a fucked up book i'm surprised that, you took it it's the scariest fucking book i've ever read i'm like 400 pages in i had to put it down for about a month Really? Yeah, it well, scares it's like the shit out of in, me. In Friends, Joey Tribbiani's reading The Shining, the and he puts freezer. it in the freezer when he gets too scared <laughs> <laughs> to fucking hold on. Yeah, just, I need a moment. Maybe this says more about me than it does uh, other people. Uh, I don't think books are scary. You're out of your... I really? What is wrong with you? You're I crazy? Don't, I don't read stories like, I'm frightened right now. I yeah. read... The what, first time I read no The Shining... 
I don't. That's why it's right. When the Did lady the came out of the bathroom you? in The Shining, I put the fucking book down. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank like, you. No, no. <laughs> uh, good day. I say good day. I say good day. Um, I don't know, man. That just. I, I don't I know, realize... dude. I did. I gotta disagree. I took a horror film and literature course in college, uh, and we read um, House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. That's, that's um, but it's fake. Is that Shirley Jackson? Um, yeah, I know it's fake, but you're making it in your mind, in your brain. That's why you're, I like reading it more than horror things. films. Like because yeah, if 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 you were to turn like uh, fucking uh, Insidious into a book, if that was a book first, and I read that. It surely wouldn't be like uh, uh, the fucking devil clown. It, it would be something that would really, really terrify me, and I would be but shitting my pants. I wouldn't be able to handle. You get it. sad by books, though, right? Yeah, of course you do. I get really sad get by moved. books. Yeah, but like, th- and th- that's why I read horror novels because that's why I don't. It well, it, I <laughs> like to feel it. I really like to feel that that horror in a in a contained, controlled environment. Then, of course, I'm out walking my dog at 12 at midnight, and I see Pennywise under the fucking street lamp. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Well, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and I'll I'll do the thing where I just admonish admonish myself, but I still, like, pull the shower curtain back. (laughs) You fucking pussy. Just... God damn I'm, it. I'm that guy with the car though. Get in the car late at night. Uh, check yeah, the yeah. turn seat. around and check the back seat. <laughs> but that's the, uh, so many dark times. basement. Yeah, yeah. Hell Creep yeah. me out. Yes, yeah. I know exactly where everything is, but still, no, oh yeah, no light. There's too many crevasses. Mm-hmm. But I love horror fiction <laughs> because of that. I love it because yeah. it scares yeah. me and makes me feel things that I wouldn't feel, which is which is why I like them. And <laughs> Daniel can't. I can't. Feel it. I think, I think <laughs> yeah. it's whatever muscles feel horror. And uh, afraidness from stories, I th- I took that uh, f- you know that whatever that emotion, and it just goes into feeling sad. Well, I, I, I will say this though, this book is more sad than it is scary. I felt absolutely. That's why I, yeah. I think I liked yeah. it more than most. Of the well, it was like the the stuff. human tragedy, which which really I was brought weeping. On the it I was, was like, this was supposed to be scary, but I'm really awful. upset. Uh, awful. I yeah, awful. I got real upset. I, I mean, when the shower scene in the beginning of the book. Um, is a completely brutal scene. I was in a ball. It was, yeah. it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Weeping. You were a sanitary napkin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Nicholas. <laughs> oh, well, it was there. It was right out. It was hanging out over here. Oh, I was going to say the good doctor, you know, when he, when he put you together, uh, Frankenstein's monster, he must have removed that part. He that, must have. That's why you can't. Well, left it out. Yeah, that's why you can't feel it. Because he probably felt it too, too much. I, um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, Really enjoyed it, and I I, I, really I, I had never read it before, and I I was I was really really pleased, and I guess so for those people, I would say that this could really work as a bridge, uh, if if you're if you're wondering like, oh horror, I have this preconceived notion of what it is and and, and what it's like, and I, I don't know if I can handle it. I think you start with Carrie, um, sure. and you'll have a really good barometer as to how much you can handle or, or, or not. Like, start with Carrie to get into King or Carrie to get into horror fiction? To the genre, I think. Huh. I would say that. I think it's a good bridge. I'd start with scary stories to tell in the dark. <laughs> oh, no. Those, skin, a, those things scare me more than anything. That's, those, the, they're the terrible. visuals are Oh, they're terrifying. awful, but the visuals. Yeah. So you, you looked at that, there was the one about the, the sewer rat and it looked like a giant fucking hideous dog. Yeah. And they had the, pen, the pencil... Sca- I don't even want to see, talk See, those about. scare me when I was like nine and ten years old. I would see it now... And pee a little. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I think I grabbed Michael's from from back home and brought it home because Jill loves those. No, she's she's obsessed with 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 the horror. 
And I, I, I uh, the movies specifically, but I, I find that I, I'd rather read the book, but I really wouldn't because then I make yeah. it in my head and I, I, my, my imagination goes, goes, wow, it doesn't turn off. Well, here's the thing about me. Uh, I can't watch the movies because extreme gore really puts me off when I'm seeing it in front of my face. Well, that's right. not scary. That's that's just it's shock. Disgusting. Yeah, like human centipedes. Yeah. I, I well, like that. I'm, I'm even deal. talking like that's I was nervous to see the, the it the movie. Right. Um, and it's actually tastefully done in terms of the amount of violence. That, that's I've in heard that. that. Yeah. Um, but I was. I don't see horror movies. I like to read horror stories. Sure. Uh, scariest part from uh, Carrie the movie. The only thing I really remember, you know, besides the obvious, uh, is when she comes home and her mother oh. is standing eyes wide in like the the spot behind the wall, um, just arms pressed against the the wall. It's bizarre. Well, this, and super terrifying. The scene from the book when she goes home after destroying the town, and the mother tries to kill her. Yeah. But and just rams the knife in her back. Yeah, um, it was horrifying. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was terrible. But then when she fucking stops her heart with her mind, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. <laughs> redemption. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, I, it's, I read it's this as a triumph of the human spirit. This is not a horror <laughs> story. I, I, well, I, I love how many things are are working against her. You have um, a town itself. Turns turns a blind eye to everything that's happening to her. She's uh, immediately associated with her crazy mother, yep. uh, and religion is is totally a device being used Classic against her. Classic king trope, exactly. Yep. Yep. And I couldn't agree with more. I love that. Um, and and then and then you have the fact that she's a woman, right? And having to deal at this period in time, uh, I guess pun intended, but like uh, with all the other things that go along with being a woman, right then. And frankly, uh, it, it's as if how much shit you need supernatural powers to handle that yep. is essentially what what I feel it's like. Good commentary, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you know, it's that's that's how fucked it is. I, I, I don't know what more I can really. I agree with that. <laughs> I like what you said, bro. Uh, you said the thing pretty well with the thing. Uh, so, uh, do we think closing closing thoughts on the book? Yeah, I think we kicked this one's ass. Was, uh, I may read it one day. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's a pretty heavy endorsement. I don't think I'll reread it. <laughs> I don't think I'd assign it to students. Yeah. Um, but I'll leave it on the, the coffee table, see if the wife picks it up. I'll say this for a closing thought. Um, not my favorite king. Um, great to read during the Halloween months. Oh, yeah. Month. Yeah, there's only Even one. though it takes place in May, did you not yeah. feel like mm. it was still autumnal oh, oh for yeah. some reason? Oh, yeah. That was cool. Um, it's was a weird. good read. It's super fast. I read it in super three sittings. Fast. Yeah. Um, and it'll scare you and make you super sad. And if you haven't read King before, it'll probably get you to want to read more King. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, yeah, then you then you fucking buckle up, man. Just pick up The Shining. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for that lady in the bathtub. Oh, God. Good so guy. good. Um, yeah, and I... I I would echo all those sentiments. And actually, I would just disagree with Daniel a little bit because I would teach it. He would teach um, it. And I do. I, I have a whole horror unit um, that starts literally this week. <laughs> and <laughs> and, nice. and it's, for the, it's for the ninth grade. And, and I think it is a really, really great way to get them into a few different things. And, and so for me, um, how would I teach that? Uh, I, I, would, I would teach it you know, to teach pacing um, mm. because – 
as opposed to mystery, what I think the kids really latch onto with horror is that you're figuring something out. There's a lot of unknowns. The, the, the number of times unknown comes up in class discussion is, is, is you know, it, well, it's fitting, but it's also wild because they recognize that and um, they, they really start to learn, you know, you can't give it to us all at once. You really got to hold some stuff back because you have to keep uh, you have to keep that pace at something that we're able to handle. We're still understanding what you're trying to say, and we're able to get to the points that you want us to get to. So I think this is a great book to do that, frankly, because uh, he does it really, really well. Um, and so I would say, you know, um, we have this this. Well, how would I do it? I would I would have them, of course, uh, read it, um, and I would have them then. Uh, write um, a uh, 500 word um, uh, story uh, from the perspective of one of the adults and have the adult be, uh, you know, sort of watching the kids and seeing how they're sort of reacting to what's happening and the, and the little clues that the kid's giving off and the, the adult as perceptive of these clues and, and how they're picking them up. Um, so I would... Uh, I would focus on diction and, and syntax and have them use those to create tone and suspense. And, um, and, and, and I would have them, you know, put themselves outside their comfort zone and inhabit the, uh, the headspace of an adult, just as King put himself outside of himself and, and inhabited the headspace of a, of a female protagonist. Um, and so I think that that would be the way that I would teach it, uh, sort of mirror King's process in this way. That'd be and fun. Also, yeah, get, yeah, them, get fun. them to try some, some new stuff. So how would I teach it? Uh, that's how the fuck I would teach it. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't teach. Yeah. I wouldn't teach it. <laughs> yeah, Daniel just wouldn't. Uh, He's not, he doesn't feel anymore. Teach his own. All right, so um, nicely done. Uh, that brings us to our record. Yes. Our record. Uh, Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Tom uh, is stoked. Yeah, Tom actually introduced me to this band. I, I owe uh, this beautiful beautiful band uh knowing it to, to tom bannon 100 uh they are called murder by death um and they so good yeah dude they are very good and they're from indiana uh and they are named after a movie of same name um which uh is 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 pretty interesting they have a number of of uh cinema references uh and and also they literary are references. film fans they are uh, big film fans uh, actually at the johnny brenda show uh you and I, you and I met the lead singer, and then you uh, encouraged him to watch The Wraith. I'm pretty sure. Yes, the seminal uh, Charlie Sheen movie where he plays an alien that comes back to life with an impenetrable Dodge Challenger from 1984. <laughs> yes. What's this movie? The Wraith. <laughs> the Wraith. Uh, and uh, and your reaction was exactly the lead singer of Murder by Death's reaction, <laughs> um, because well, they love campy films. He's near mute. Yeah, uh, the singer th- is no uh, uh, Charlie Sheen because I think he we was filming Platoon the at the same time. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he plays a guy that gets killed in a drag race. I don't know why I'm going on about the race, but uh, he well, gets, was it, we had a com- we had this conversation. He was all about with Charlie Sheen singer. that day because it was yeah. during the whole Charlie Sheen "I'm Invincible" Tiger Blood thing, and he spent the majority of the show talking about Charlie Sheen. Yeah, because it, of you. No. No, because this that was on his brain. So afterward, Tom was like, have you ever seen The Wraith? Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> tell me more. Because dude was just all about Charlie Sheen. Throughout the show. Wow. Yeah, he's a good banterer. Excellent banterer. Yeah, banterer, I man. would say that too. It's yeah. Fantastic banter. I mean, how many? we've probably seen him like five or six times. I've seen him at least ten. Really? Yeah. It passed Damn. the Nick Mahalik 
Can They Do It Live test. Oh, yeah. They're one of the most road-tested bands on the right planet, on. dude. They, I mean, they tour almost All the without time. stop. They haven't slowed down in recent years. That's true. To expand I their feel like this past reach. Year. Yeah, they've opened up a restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky that I would like to road trip to. Yeah. And be like, this is my Graceland. Uh, <laughs> can I can this I come too, please? Yeah. Can I have a side of tots? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to curtsy for Sarah. Yeah. Um, oh, she's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. For those who don't know, we've gone off. We're obviously super fans. Yeah. Um, that's my that's my bed. <laughs> um. Murder by Death is named after a movie, uh, Murder by Death, which basically has like five of the most well known literary sleuths. Uh, be invited to a mansion a la Agatha Christie, uh, 12 Little Indians, and then there were none, whatever title you happen to own. And um, and so uh, they're invited to this, you know, mansion for the Silver Murder Mystery. That's the movie where they take their name. Um, and the album that we covered is their first um, w- of theirs being named Murder by Death. Uh, Tom, what were they before Murder by Death? Old Joe Boo. <laughs> Nice. That's fitting too. <laughs> Not a good that would have worked fine. It would have yeah. worked fine though. I like you know. could you could hear this music and be like, "Old Joe Boo." Yeah. So that's the unique thing, right? They are they are one of the first bands, I think, bad name. to uh, <laughs> yeah. to have a cello player. Oh yeah. And uh, so th- this album is unique because this is when they still had their the piano player, yeah. a keyboard player. I'm um, a sucker for cello. Dude, uh, it's so good. And you know, Cursive um, yep, exactly. uh, comes out with the ugly organ that yep. has the cello player. And then they toured together. Me and Tom saw him, uh, what, at the church, I think, for that? That was sweet. Oh, my God, at the um, church. This is so much but, better than Cursive. Uh, no, I man, the ugly disagree. organ is the fucking best. I disagree I, with you I there. I like both bands equally. I, I love like both bands band equally. A more? You do, yeah. yeah. I like Cursive a little bit more because his lyrics are more literary. Uh, and, and on this album, there's almost no lyrics. Right. Well, this album is unique, and so this album is like The Exorcist, but with more breakdancing. That's the name of the album. Yes. Uh, and they have, I mean, just the 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 track titles on this album alone. We have uh, "I'm Afraid of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf." Um, you are the last dragon. Parentheses. You possess the power of the glow. Uh, Flamenco's fucking easy, which is the song we're gonna play. Uh, Intergalactic Menopause, which is haunting and the beautiful. greatest album or greatest song on this album. It's you, so good. Nick argues. It's gorgeous. Uh, and then uh, I think this is the funniest title. Holy Lord, Shawshank Redemption is uh, such a good movie! Exclamation <laughs> point. That, that's the full title of that also song, a beautiful, great which song. is the last. That's I mean not technically, but that's the last song on the album. And then there's a you know secret song untitled track at the end. Um, so actually, uh, we didn't even think of this, but they reference a Stephen King story. Shawshank Redemption. They do. Right? Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption is a Stephen King story. We really um, hit it out of the park on this one. I mean, wow. <laughs> Nicely done, guys. Uh, so, um, all right. To start, I think, uh, number one, obviously we see the theme here. This is this is kind of a goth band. Uh, definitely outsiders. I imagine them to be sort of the music geek kids in band in high school. No doubt. And they, they, you know, they have a cello player in their band. Come on. You say goth band, but that's... They're not when, like orgy. When you say goth like, band, they're not yeah. Like, no, yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you put on and make like a murder by death uh, radio station, right on Pandora, Spotify, whatever, um, it's interesting what you'll get. You could get My Chemical Romance, right? I the, can see that. And you could also get the Reverend Horton Heat, right? You could get mm-hmm. some Psychobilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they really are a weird sort of 
and in no way will I ever use folk, but they're from Indiana and they have that. There, there's appeal. some Americana up in this. Yeah. It, it almost feels like, you know, the Tom Waits, this is for you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, what's the album where the drummer has literally the, the iron of a wagon wheel and he'll whack that with like a clank, a clank. Probably. It's the one with the uh, chocolate Jesus on it. Um, and it, he'll. Bone Machine? I, I think was so. Literally relying on you to give me the name. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but that guy case, was also an outsiders, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of worked out. Nice. Batting a thousand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm batting like one fifty. <laughs> um, Just bad. Uh, but yeah. So in any case, yeah. There's a little bit of Americana. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and with Murder by Death, the thing you get is just this badass, awesome, awesome, awesome show every time and the music itself is uh is, is is nothing but heavy nothing but dark and i well there's two tracks that aren't dark they're very very beautiful as opposed to the darkness right uh, yeah you know it's tough it's tough to describe them because i i this album i think the recording of it uh plays a lot to to how you interpret it because um it's really 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 sort of like uh bleak sounding i would yeah. say like haunting like, haunting is yeah, the word yeah and 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 it's almost like there's a there's a distortion running through everything you're not getting anything clean like if you listen to uh who will survive and what will be left of them right a ladder album it's much cleaner the drums especially i mean you, you're talking about like it sounds like he's hitting not in a metallica death magnetic or whatever no no, no. saint uh, anger saint anger fucking <laughs> yeah. terrible drums this is just you you can, they're 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 almost washing out because he's in a loud space it actually it reminded like me of they're, they're like metallic the, in a way the early against me stuff okay um just the the way the drum quality quality was on the records and also that guy started playing drums on literal buckets yeah so that's the thing, um, you know. What, uh, he has a gigantic, like it looks like a flipped-up bass drum uh, that that he plays as well. And um, I don't know. I, I the, what do you guys think? What's the what would you if you were to describe the style of somebody? Because we've all listened to them for a little yeah. while. Yeah, I've yeah. been championing this album to anybody that'll listen for the past week. Nice. And, and my and my pitch is, it's like the Decemberists. And the frames. I fucking love the December. I do like the December. I love the frames too. <laughs> As if if those two bands morphed, but also had that you know uh, kind of two thousands indie you know thing going on, like sure. at the drive-in sort of Mars Volta-y, Volta-esque. Okay. Because it's a little it's a little progressive. We clearly were flummoxed as to how to really yeah, qual- yeah. qualify this. But there band. is there was a folk thing to it. Yeah, there is. Um, I love the instrumentals. Like, who puts in a debut album where the first three tracks are instrumentals? Right. Um, this band. It's, it's like great. it's almost like a soundtrack. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's that's a it, good. That's, that's a, good, a great yeah. way to put it. Like the Exorcist does come off as as if they've they've made a soundscape of sorts, and mm-hmm. this this was something that was realized as as perhaps or conceptualized as one thing. And they've broken it apart. Yep. In and and it's it's almost as if the songs are motivated by uh, feeling as a, as opposed to riff or 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 um, beat or something like. Well, there's that. an there's, emotionality. There's no like riff to this. There's like exactly a, yeah. There's but like there is a, a riff a to dreaminess like, to half the tracks on the album. But think of like brother. Yeah. Right. So like oh, yeah. that that's a riff. 
That is a baseline riff, like an old school upright baseline. And yeah, the, the and the main. video has them playing. Oh, yeah. I think the, the upright. Yeah. So like, yeah, some of their later stuff, right? Uh, no, they've evolved from this, but this album is still amazing. I love, I love this album. This is my favorite album of theirs. It always has been. Um, um, and I, and I own, I think, all their albums. Frankly, their most recent was an experience. Yeah, it's very good. It is what very was that good. Called, uh, that was called. That bitter drink, bitter moon. That was uh, big dark love. That's it. Yeah, yeah big dark love. Amazing. I've been listening actually the the former quite a bit that, this week. That one they kind of just stripped down everything, and it's good. Yeah, really I, good. I I think you know what it is. I feel like I I love the fucking piano. Yeah, mm. I really yeah, do. I really good. do, and it's highlighted on this in such a cool way. And frankly, that's that's why I picked um, flamenco's fucking easy because. Yep. The piano on that, I can't wait to get awesome. keyboard Dan on that. Boomer. <laughs> uh, the the piano is 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 just astounding. Um, you, you know who they remind me of? It just came to me. Uh, this album reminded me of the Brian uh, Jonestown Massacre. Oh, uh, okay. okay, okay, yeah, okay. I see where you're going. And with they're that. like sort of contemporary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fucking they, Anton. Yeah, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Anton. And and they. Um, they, I felt like, wanted to be more velvet undergroundy, mm-hmm. but ended up sounding more murder by deathy, uh, yeah. because he's he's kind of a dark dude. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a good reference. I agree. So that's who I would say: the frames of the Sembrist and the Brian Jonestown massacre. The Sembrist I get bad. because of like the sea and the and the not Shanty that this is the sea, but yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the, you know what? Fucking drinking songs. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> Drink. Uh, yeah. Like. Uh, Sweet well, Kentucky. Take two. Yeah, sweet Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. Well, it should be said that like the, the vocals on this record, you'll never see on another Murder by Death record. You will not, because he goes. This is not his. I mean, clearly it's in his register, but he's much higher uh, yeah. than than in, on any other one. He's finding his voice on this. I think Absolutely. it's like if you listen to At the Driving and then Mars Volta. Yes. Right. He's singing falsetto for Mars Volta, but in At the Driving, he's in his and regular, he's yelling a lot and he's yelling a lot and he's he's not. It's not a comfortable space for his no. for his voice. I've never heard another Murder by Death album, so this is oh yeah. This is not his voice. He, like if this is his voice right now on Exorcist, this is his voice on every other album. Imagine Joaquin Phoenix and Walk the Line. Yes. <laughs> is that better? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he pulls it off. Uh, he, that's his voice. He just I, doesn't do it I, on this first album. The first time I, I tried to listen to Murder by Death, I thought, is Johnny Cash singing on this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Johnny Cash, so I don't know. Well, uh, let's roll that back so I can enjoy it. You also thing. need to understand <laughs> that as soon as I bought the album and listened to it, I said, no, he's not. This is a very different vocal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. No, he's I, not. I think he's more hopeful than Johnny Cash. Yeah. yeah you know, and 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 yeah. it, it's funny because he's he's a um I lo- I just love that we have this combination of badassery and geekdom. That's that's where I think Murder by Death lies. I think that's where everybody at the table fucking lies. That's why I like math and, metal. Uh, <laughs> right, right. This 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 combination of of badassery and and geekdom mm-hmm. uh or dorkdom whatever you want to call it. Like they geek out on campy movies, they make literary references. Um, and and they're they're frankly uh, really good musicians, really good Tremendous. musicians. Yeah. and I think it's because of how road tested they are. You can't play as much as they do and not be really tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really really fucking tight. I mean, they were yeah. playing like two hundred shows a year, two fifty sometimes. Like absolutely for like a, a decade. Yeah, for I'd say like seven eight years. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier a precast that they're they're taking a break. And you say that, it's like, of course, why wouldn't you take a break? They're, they've got to be in their late 30s now. Yes. You know, like you tour. They're on tour right now. 
and they've oh, really? also like yeah. uh, they're the coming very soon. Few years like done like Kickstarter programs yeah. where like they'll do special projects like covers by request and put that out on vinyl and send it to the people that paid for it. Jesus they'll... Christ, this that's is so awesome. cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. I found a new favorite band. I'm not probably sounding as excited as I am. Yeah. If you're a new listener, oh, no, yeah. If you're a new listener, if you haven't heard. You are any... seeing something special. Here, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Daniel first. Being Daniel being yeah. <laughs> This is the first album by them you've ever heard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I did it. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. He did it. The Look cast gave me this. something new. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I, I'm so pleased that you're pleased. I, can't I thought way to get to go morning magpie. I know, dude. Oh. Um, that was the the so um, uh, Jill walked down. My wife walked down the aisle to um, a murder by death song. Oh, uh, that's from awesome. Good, Good Morning Magpie. And I had a panic attack during that song. And of course, Tom was the dude who married us. Um, he was the the minister, if you will. Uh, Please uh, play the song for nine more minutes. Yeah. No one cares about you when you're the minister, but everybody's looking at you. Oh god, yeah. it is true because if you like say fuck, they'll know. Don't know. <laughs> uh, so whenever someone else was talking, you get so nervous. Uh, to the fuck. <laughs> no, I, I just, I just was like, <sighs> whenever someone else was mic. talking, Tom would, Tom would, would, would uh, breathe out heavily and then roll his eyes and look <laughs> to the ceiling of the tent we were in. I couldn't stare at and, anybody. And I knew he like could, he could not look people. out, so he would just look up. And everybody after was like. Dude, was, was what? Okay? What the fuck? Was he all right? And I was like, oh no, he was, he was digging the murder in, by death. He was in no way okay. Yeah, it was not okay. <laughs> I hope I this you, is a metaphor for your whole marriage. You said, <laughs> I believe you said I didn't hit a home run, but I hit a ground rule double. I was okay with that. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That's he did. good. He did. Yeah. That's absolutely. It couldn't clear he, the bases. I was, did he I beat was it so out, pleased. or was it a uh, was it clean? <sighs> yeah, he, he was clean. All right, it was clean. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a couple of hiccups, but he was clean. Uh, the major hiccup being. And then we'll, yeah, we'll probably cut this, but uh, he never uh, told the uh, people to sit down. For about 10 minutes. It was long <laughs> enough. It was a long time. So they should have been seated almost immediately. Yeah, and so everybody's standing. standing. I wasn't paying attention. And you attention see the, the awkward scratches yeah. and like shifting of weight from one foot to the other. Yeah. And then I looked I saw square at my Eric mother. Eric Maley, former uh, podcast guest's father. <laughs> Just be like, the what toad. is going on right Toad's now? Like, Why are we sitting bro? down, man? <laughs> and uh, my mom, I caught eyes with my mom, and she looked at me, and she goes, <laughs> "And I obviously and, you and can't I like, see that." <laughs> Holy shit! Nick's like, tell them to sit down. Yeah, I, I, I went in his ear. I was like, "Yeah, it's always people sit down." I was like, "Please be seated." <laughs> <laughs> in the middle. Of- yeah. Yeah, and of course, yeah. Uh, all the music was my uh, drunk friends um, playing "Murder by Death." That's so cool. Murder by Death was your aisle song. Yes. That's awesome. It was what Jill came really into. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Imagine this band doing a song you'd play at a wedding. Huh. That's your future, Daniel. Yeah. Well, I mean, wait till you, well, good morning. I, I'll wait for the second second marriage for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, wait till you listen to that album if you like this one, because it's it, it gets yeah. it gets different. It gets different. Yeah. They um, definitely evolve. He changes his voice entirely. Yeah. They added an, like a multi-instrumentalist that plays like trumpet and stuff live and keyboards and extra guitar. They it never f- play bigger venues, which I love. Yeah. They, they, I mean, that's the thing about them. They've been, they've been, this album came out in 02, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. So this came out, um, yeah, when I was still in high school, I didn't know about it until you told me about it. Like, I didn't know next about it until like the tail end of high school. So like 03, 04, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you told me about then. And uh, it was, it was one of those things where, uh, I was like, we gotta go fucking see these places. These guys, they play places like Johnny Brenda's. 
the church, right? Very small venues for people that know what those venues are. They're we're talking about two hundred people. I've, people. I've seen yeah. them at mid-level places too. I, I saw, saw them at the Truck. I saw them playing yeah, yeah, Star Recreation Truck, Center at Villanova yeah, but University. It's, it's like twice as nice. big as the church. Three yeah. times, but maybe. they're not playing Union Transfer. They're not playing thousand seaters. They play they Union play Transfer. transfer. They, they play Union Transfer. They they like yeah. Union Transfer. Yeah. They usually show up with like two three bands. Yeah, right. But I mean, even so, the the that that's like because Philadelphia is a is a is a scene for them. Yes. We always come out and we always support them. There's, I bet when they play other places, they're not playing that large venue. I'll be there next Major time. cities. Yeah, dude. Um, everybody should go and see them. They're one of the great, and you know, everybody who listens, uh, I always harp on, you're not really anything unless you can make it and, and, and move us live. These guys are one of the greatest live bands ever. Not to connect them to Stephen King again, but... Uh, Every year they play sold, oh, sold yeah. out shows at the Stanley Hotel. They've done it for where five the Shining years now. was filmed. Oh, well, holy uh, shit! Colorado. Everybody's encouraged to wear uh, formal wear. Yeah, and oh, yeah. stay in the hotel because it's haunted. Mm-hmm. And they play three sold out shows in a row. Usually, they started with one just as a one off. Yeah, and it's the fifth year in a row. That's like the one show they do every year now. Oh, that's yeah. great. That yeah. is awesome. I'd go out to Colorado for that. <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I'll tell you what was really fun was playing keyboard on this because I don't know. Oh, really... keyboard Dan and full of That was awesome. Dead. It was one of the major motivations for choosing Flamenco's fucking easy because A, I love it, but B, I wanted to see you fucking play it. You nail it. Yeah, it was it was fun. Keyboard so It's so goddamn good. Um, yeah, I mean, do should should we play it? any? Well, any thoughts about uh, the instrumentation on it before we do jump in? Um, I I liked that. I liked that it was. I liked, I liked that it was good. Uh, I, <laughs> what was <laughs> uh, from an arranging point of view? Yeah, you know they had that keyboard. They had that kind of rockabilly uh, reverb guitar. Yeah, um, and then cello in the middle. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is really really sweet. And the drums were so. What was interesting is that the song, uh, people, if, it's trashy drums, trashy drums. Yeah. Well, and w- if you listen to music, everyone usually probably count the four. And this one, the song's in three, and then they've got these bits where it's just in, in two. So kind of it keeps throwing off your center, but it's so yeah. fluid, like it, it keeps coming back, and it's good. Yeah. It's like what the f- oh, there it is. What the, wait, there it is. I keep on I, when I was practicing it. I kept on uh, throwing in an extra. Um, hit on the ride because they're all in three. I and wanted to put in yeah. a flourish yep. to, to to move it, and and I was like, oh fuck, you can't do it because they've already pre-planned for that not to yep. be a thing you can do. I, I love to play songs with goofy time signatures. It's it's yeah. fun. It, it it's certainly well, interesting. I think the as name shit. lets you know that it's probably going to be this time signature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it sounds very fluid. So they did they did a good job by in, ingesting a little bit of math, and it doesn't sound mathy. You know, just right. like Pink Floyd's. Uh, money doesn't yep. sound like you're counting to seven, but but you are, you know, for most of the song. And, uh, and this one, it's got a very loose, very you're in the pocket groove. But when you're a musician trying to figure it out, it's like, wait, fuck. Well, your instincts fuck. have been so for it's playing. not so easy. No, in fact, flamenco's fucking hard. Yeah, it's It's ironic. It's devoid of like I'm afraid of who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. I've been studying um, classical guitar and flamenco, and this song is almost 
other than that little snap of the flare, boom, bang, dang, dang. Yeah. It's not really a very, it's not much uh, of a full length of a song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you didn't have to grow out your nails for this. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> on the keyboard, you wouldn't want to grow your nails <laughs> yeah, out that's anyway. True. That's true. Um, so, uh, what I was going to mention just before we jump in and play it is um, when you're when you're trying to to learn these and, and you're you're looking at what they're doing, messing with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of current bands will do it with layers, and you'll see uh, a lot of electronic, like LCD sound system, uh, Animal Collective, and stuff like that. Do all these layers to mess with the time and, and, and sort of throw off your center, like you're saying. Um, these guys are doing it with with four instruments, mm-hmm. um, and I th- and and really achieving that aim uh, quite well. And I. I think that's kind of a, a, a mark for them as well because it's one thing to just keep on putting more stuff on more stuff on more stuff and then like I love both the bands I just mentioned. Yeah, Animal Collective like. is great, fantastic, right? And I'm thinking of like you know uh, my girls and different things like that, right? Where there's these layers that keep on yeah. coming and coming and coming. Um, but these guys do it, it with with just you know your standard four piece, and I I think it's fantastic. So you probably have to be something of an intellectual to appreciate this music. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Just <laughs> and that's when Daniel ruined the whole fucking. Yeah, I know. We're on such an everyman move. You took my job, Dan. We're all gonna <laughs> fucking love it. And then, uh, and then Dan's like, No, nah, even even the layman. Yeah. Uh, just the put ignorant it on. masses can enjoy it <laughs> well, as well. It, it's a little bit for everybody. I, it's I like Shakespeare. Remember. Everybody can enjoy it. I can't remember who said it, but um, it doesn't feel like math rock. It's not math yeah. rock. Well, yeah. even even still, like it, it's still a goofy thing to hear. Yeah, for somebody who doesn't listen to music, um, quite like this. Yeah, uh, and as such, even if it does sound goofy, it, it doesn't feel odd or off. No, th- that's why I yeah. said they yeah. did such a good job yeah. of it. Yeah, Fantastic. I think it takes a certain kind of person to appreciate it, <laughs> and I think that person could be you, listener. <laughs> all listeners are included in that statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I think we should play. Let's it. Do but it. just Let's don't go see them live in Philadelphia because the crowd's getting annoying. <laughs> They're getting young, is what you're trying to say, you old curmudgeon. Oh God, you're. I so like my elbow room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you sure do. Well, you were the asshole, didn't you? Yell, uh, you're the fucking bassist to the bassist who was trying to say something, or was that cursive? You yelled at either the murder by death bassist or the cursive bassist. Shut up, you're the fucking bassist. And I was like, oh, you dick. It wasn't the murder by death bassist because he looks like he meant to. He's but the that's true. The curse of nice. is a big dude too. He's a very big dude. Yeah. Well, either way, you fucking yelled at one of them at the church, and I was like, "Fucking hey, <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom and left you." Well, let's you fucking know. do it. Let's do it. Fucking hey. Cheers. Game on.
you enjoyed that uh, little bit of tasty, tasty keyboard dance. My tips are tender. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, have shit. to be. They have to be. Yeah. How could you not flamenco that shit? It's not that easy. No, it's not. F- <laughs> the press on nails held up. Yeah, um, they did. He was like, am I going to classical guitar? No, I'm going to keyboard dan, dan, dan. Uh, One day we'll get into the lore of keyboard dan. But for yeah. now, for now, a yeah. tale for another day. Yes, yeah, so hold on to it. And we'll reference <laughs> this episode 
Nine? We're in nine. Nine. <laughs> nine, yeah. <laughs> number <laughs> nine. It's this one. Number uh, nine. At that time. Champagne was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, dude, champagne has put me in a weird place. <laughs> no, man. Prosecco is great. Prosecco. Yeah, it's I feel Prosecco great. Too. I feel good about it. And, uh, I feel like I should have made cupcakes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, time for the beer section. Yeah, I think they know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me, let me get my bearings. Uh, so <laughs> the, the, the brewery is Rogue. Yes. Yes. And it goes with our theme, as we know, which is the outsider, the outcast, the motherfucking Rogue. So, um, we crack at it. Yeah, let's crack it. All right. <laughs> Nick already did, apropos of nothing. I'm what? fucking thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is the rogue dead guy, which Daniel, uh, what type of ale is this? English um, ale? No, 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 it's not English. Get the fuck out of here with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that would be on <laughs> that was aggressive. My apologies, <laughs> Jesus, for no Should reason. Seen, like, slap the can out of my hand. Yeah. And by the way. We're going with cans, which is interesting because Rogue, uh, as uh, Michael Mahalik pointed out, was the first to go like uh, printed direct to glass. Straight yeah. to glass. Straight yeah. to glass. <laughs> Straight to glass. So this beer is a Maybach, also a Hellesbach. Oh, So okay. a Maybach okay. is... Get that sweet funk. ...is essentially a... It means Maybach. It's a beer that comes out in May. So I know that, but the Bach is 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 significant because that's a different kind of brew, isn't I'll it? I'll be. Uh, we have to uh, maybe <laughs> check check with Jared on that, but I feel like it's it's a lager. Okay. Essentially, a okay, darker so it's lager. Cold. Yeah. Okay. Sh- sure. Uh, well, that's for the lagers. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Daniel. Um, <laughs> dude, dude rocks the piano and he thinks he's just fucking untouchable just, for yeah. facts. <laughs> he's gonna surf through the beer <laughs> he's just section. Fucking say yeah, and he's just coasting, just coasting now. Jesus Christ. All right, just I'm say just, what you got to say. I'm just, just cooling like my Billy tips Joel. on the can. <laughs> <laughs> cool your tips on the can, man. So Maybach means it's from it's brewed in May because whatever happens in May, I guess the the Maypole comes out yeah, and they want to brew I was just beer. about to say that. Uh, I went to Catholic There's actually too. a lot to there's a lot about that which uh, maybe Jared in his segment can uh, illuminate us on. Yeah. Um We'll ask him. It's a 6.8% beer, and it's the dead guy. And I think they make it all year long, but now I'm wondering, did, did we just buy one that's... Some old shit. Like Some six old months ass old. beer from May? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but it usually comes out in like March or April. Okay. Um, but I don't think so, though. Anyway, uh, Rogue Dead Guy, they've been doing it for quite a while. When, you know, my bartender experience, this was the first uh, big beer that we had from them that we carried... Uh, Regularly, so I'm talking back. Dead guy. Yeah, 2005, yeah. 2006. This is this was insanely yeah. popular. Popular. Uh, I remember. Yeah. It was one of the first craft beers. When you started getting the craft beer, you were like, "I'll have a dead guy." Or I remember I went arrogant bastard, um, and I was in Westchester. I also would mess with some victories, but this was in that realm. It was like Golden Monkey, yeah. dead guy. Even though it's not with the ABV that we're talking about. 6.8 is really nice. It's got a bitchin' label and yeah. a bitchin' handle. So let's, uh, it's badass, yeah. So it's a darker beer. It's a little caramely. I mean, like that's what well, a, let's ma- give it, a let's Maybach give it a really is. So let's see how it uh, holds up. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. That's what it's supposed to be. Let's give it yep. a drink here. <laughs> and Tom's drinking already. <laughs> There's no fucking I clink. I could go for another a, one. It's a can, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so that's nice. That tastes like a Bach. Yeah. Almost like a Doppelbach, well, really. It, so I was going to say, like, isn't Bach is like... Hell's Bach, you see that? Yeah. Uh, who does that? That that Phoenix Sly Fox. Brewery. Yeah, Sly Fox. Yeah. Does the who the are great by the way? Also great. Yeah. Another reference for our list. 
Um, but they are generally made for consumptions at spring festivals. I think that's hence the Maybach, right? Yep. Just this did a is, little research. This is very caramely and delicious. That's the best word, caramely. Yeah. That that's that's what I'm getting here, and it's not in a sweetness, Mm-mm. but it's it's in a general smoothness. It's Could you drink more than two of these? It no. seems a little. I don't like box. Uh, you know. Um, Do you like Johan? In excess. Do you like CPE? <laughs> Or in Se- excess, or Sebastian. Like Sebastian, I can, I can do. <laughs> That's the only like Sebastian Bach. We were uh, doing so well. <laughs> I know. And then we go to fucking '80s bands. Although <laughs> I will say, I have seen Sebastian Bach live. Dude's talented. Skid Row, baby. I thought he you were was talking also about in Gilmore Girls. I thought you were. He was in Gilmore Girls. Jill was watching that, and I was like, "That's fucking Sebastian Bach." She was like, "I don't give." And I was like, "No, it's it, never mind." This Doesn't may or may not. Are you thinking Johan? Yeah, that's the gotcha. only Bach that I know. Gotcha. What? But that Skid I Row? You don't know him? Fuck that. Oh, dude. Skid Row's kind of cool. Classical Dan. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all about... <laughs> He's when back! You, He's when, you, when you say Bach, I initially think Johan. Of course. Everybody does. Born 1682, uh, died 1750. When you, you say Jesus. Maybach, I'm thinking of the ultra hyper luxury car. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with Jay-Z, it was that like... came in 57 and 60. Recliners in the, the back inch, seats are recliners. Uh, yeah. yeah. Those things are badass. This conversation is boring as shit. I'll be honest. Tom and I will... Fridge divert. for your Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so let's talk about the Rogue Brewery. Yeah, um, yeah get so, into that. So the Rogue Brewery, uh, uh, this is history. ripped right from the Wikipedia.org. Uh, you know, if you believe in Wikipedia, well, support them. If you think it's bullshit, well, then fucking don't. <laughs> fucking don't. <laughs> Just like WXPN. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be bullshit. <laughs> no one's changing the playlist or what's been. You know, what I mean, where are they? No, they've they've not changed the XBM playlist since 1988. Yeah, blonde on blonde always comes on at one. Yeah, uh, continue. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. You're just an asshole, Walter. But I'm not wrong. Uh, so, Rogue Brewery was founded in 1988 in Oregon, um, and that's. All I have to say about that. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I thought you had way more. No, I've got way more. So, uh, what I like to what I like about Rogue is when I was bartending, we were part of, uh, I guess, a trial series that you had to. I guess really? you had to, you had to prove that you were worthy of this of Rogue of Rogue. So they oh, had shit. they had like a limited one off. They would just it was called the Brewmaster series. No, so shit. we carried the dead guy, which I sold a lot of to people. Um, Imagine it was people drinking it. There were people drinking. <laughs> Sometimes goats came in. <laughs> like they would walk. Fuck are you selling it to. It Nick was, earlier said, uh, "Teenagers." I had a thought. Urchins at the Crescent Gresh- uh, Inn. Uh. Nick said, "I had a thought in my own mind earlier, <laughs> and I was going to say something." I was like, "Where else? Where'd your fucking thought be, Nick?" <laughs> it was the prosecco. It was the. It was the prosecco. <laughs> He's had a few chardonnays. Was, what's of it? <laughs> so. I used to sell a lot of beer to uh, uh, drinking age of humans, individuals. We get it. Humans, we get yeah, it. okay. Um, but we had the their Brewmaster series, and it would come out once a month. And you get it was this really cool tap had like grains in it, and it was the picture. Oh, of the, I remember. Had that. the picture of the brewer, which Tom, you said the brewer's pictures on each bottle, but it's different each time. He has He's, a different hat, a yeah. different hairstyle. Yeah. So we get a we'd get a. Um, a weekly, or sorry, forgive me, a monthly magazine from Rogue. Oh, shit. Which, that's wild. Which was almost always 
just highlighting that their farm or their their plant had been flooded or been you know, wrecked <laughs> with with some other devastation because they Jesus. have they have their own farms and and uh, crops to grow absolutely their hops and then uh, f- for some reason I'm thinking they had pigs but they're they're the might... first farm to table brewery yes <laughs> is that true no I made it up okay well but they certainly do <laughs> you have heard their it own here farm. first I mean they have their own farm they do ciders they do sodas they yeah. do spirits they do beers I mean they're just like they seem because they have their own supply. Right, so they're able to just you know sort of like independently fund all the things that they want to do. And in this long ramble, you've 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 done it better for me, is that they've they were the first brewery that I that I know of that did. They tried to make everything very inclusive, sort of like grow a Hen- your own is their motto, like a Henry Ford yes. character. Yeah, why do I have to buy hops from somebody if I can just grow it myself? Why should I buy these other things? Right. Yeah. Except they didn't devastate a large portion portion of uh, the Amazon to grow rubber plants and then fuck up the environment. They did not, but they <laughs> also have come under controversy for paying the people that work at those places. Oh, shit. Right. You were saying that. Yeah. Is that it's like its own Wikipedia page. Yeah. Well, it's uh, a, yeah. I Rogue Brewery uh, backslash controversy. I just learned this today, and it makes me feel a little differently about the brewer because I like their beers. I've known them for a very long time. You subscribed to their magazine. I well, the bar did. Yeah, I read it cover to cover. Well, look at him just pushing off, pushing off. Yeah, yeah, taking Our, uh, no responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> <From my own. laughs> well, that's the thing. They have they have potbelly pigs. They have fucking turkeys. They have honeybees. They have free range chicken. They have hazelnuts. They have jalapenos. They have Marion berries. Marion berries. That's cl- that, that's a Philly <laughs> reference. That's great. Oh God! Yeah, and they and they grow their own hops as well, malted barley, rye, pumpkins, all this shit. I mean, I, what I, do they I, have I, the pigs for? It's a fantastic. Well, because they have these meeting houses or meeting halls where they have, like, essentially like almost like a Frankfurt Hall type. And the thing. pig's got to get his say, Nick. Right. Not only that, he needs to be put on a spit <laughs> and consumed. Uh, but uh-huh. I mean, the, the the point is that is that, that I love the ethos. Love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic, but it sucks because don't I am pay your so, workers. I am such a pro worker. Uh, yeah, it's a real drag. Well, the unfortunate motherfucker that that fucking just found that out. I'm just making. I just found it out as well. <laughs> well, that, drop that on that's me. That's unfortunately um, a, a byproduct of growing your own shit. It's fucking expensive to do all that shit, and then I guess and then at, I mean in mass. You know, I mean, you're because you have so many employees sending it out all to work employees. all that. Yeah, and, and and now I'm not trying to be a capitalist pig here. But unfortunately, Tread light. good grief! Uh, no, no, no. Tread unfortunately, and Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what no, a reference! Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> no, but unfortunately, <laughs> that's the way the country has gone. Right. To do something uh, uh, sustainably and to do something well in, in in a way that isn't harming the environment and frankly harming our bodies, well, it costs more. Seems very noble. Well, it try. is noble, but I, I, I'm 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 circling around to my point. It is noble and it is worth it, but the all of that work has been sold off for so many years that to do something wholly on your own is fucking expensive, and it takes a lot of manpower, and it's it's not as profitable. You know what I think? I think it actually takes a little bit of ingenuity, and 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 and, and quite a bit of creativity. Kind of same thing, but to to do that well, I think it can happen. And 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 maybe I'm an idealist, but I I, feel I like, like ideals. I I, like but ideals. I, I that's the thing, man. Is you, is you look at a lot of this stuff, you look at our careers, education, right? And 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 um, 
I just, I just, I find it very hard to believe that if you don't put creative, uh, intelligent people together, we can't come up with a way to do what's right well. And to pay your workers shit, that's, I don't agree with it. Have they rectified that? Have what, the You're verdict? the one who brought this up. We're, we literally just learned right now when you <laughs> fucking said it. How the fuck? What are you, you're posing it to me like I know. Well, you, I, I'm reacting to what you to what you. I said. just want to say, as an older gentleman that likes an IPA, these malts are delicious and a great so retreat. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> good so I've so only really got. You're right. Yeah. Well, Wikipedia is saying, which is what I, you guys look it up, make you up your own mind. Um, uh, this yeah, is make not you a, up your own mind. This is not. A <laughs> I didn't say make you up your own mind, did <laughs> you I? Did. Roll, I'll roll that tape back. <laughs> <laughs> roll it back. Uh, so thank you, Tom, for bringing it back to the beer. So whether or not they pay the yeah. workers shit, that's right. a documented thing. So maybe they, they still are. Maybe they fixed it. And we it. don't want to spread nonsense yeah. if it's not right. necessarily true, because that's the thing about Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> maybe someone just made that up today. Yeah, right. Like a disgruntled employee. And that's the fucked up thing, is that yeah. actually is a possibility. Well, there's a, a ship called the Cuddy Sark that my cousin used to go into the Wikipedia article <laughs> and rename it Cunty Sark. So, like, <laughs> you can just re... You, you can, can do it. Go you write can, shit yeah. up. I mean, but there's, you know... I've had a lot of... So let's talk about the beer, uh, the Dead Guy Ale. Yeah. So it is a Maybach. It is very caramely. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a hopsman. I don't like IPAs. You're not. This this won't ruin your palate. I'll say it that way. In no way will it shock and or ruin your palate. But the the thing about the box that I don't necessarily care for... They're very viscous. Yes. They coat your whole fucking tongue and throat... And then, and then that taste does not go away. You almost need a, a serious zipper to fucking wash it away. There's some weird back of the mouth feel going yes. on. Yeah. Well, you know what'll take care of that for you? Zantac 150. I take <laughs> it twice a day. <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. So, so this is the thing. It's 6.8. 5.5. No, six, dude. It's 6.8. You said 5.5. Five. It's on the fucking can. I thought. <laughs> I believe someone was on record on the Have microphone. Have you been listening five, to me five. the past 10 minutes? I think I I was actually, you're, you're thinking about, uh, I think, before we started, we were I talking about I made all that capitalist be. shit up. Yeah. So <laughs> Good grief. Available at bars and locals. <laughs> <laughs> Liberal use of bittering hops evens out the robust malt. That's that's what we're talking about because you don't get the bitterness at all. No. And no. imagine how malty it would be without that. And I think that's where your alcohol, that's your ABV is 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 sort of escalating because of the uh, the the hops that are in there, but you don't taste them, which is no, crazy. You don't. Yeah. Which is crazy. Why do you think they barely call, at the end? Why yeah. do you think they called it Dead Guy Ale? They've got a little logo on here of, of a little slogan: Dare, Risk, Dream. Why would a dead guy dare, risk, and dream? So let's take a guess. Okay, my guess for this, and and just so uh, those who haven't seen it, it is a literal skeleton uh, crouched down, hat. arms crossed. Their tap holding, handle is holding, awesome. Yeah, holding yeah. holding a frosty pine. It could be A and W root beer, but it's definitely a beer. And he has like a Pope hat on. All right. It's like an acorn. Yeah. It looks more like a Pope hat, but because uh, it's on his head. But in any case, my guess, my guess. <laughs> yeah. Gonna who be wears a, a fucking acorn on their head? What, 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 there's it's two fucking the adventurers over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're going to be a really good father. <laughs> um, his mug's cracked. Because I don't feel any, you know, I don't feel any shame now. Yeah, 
there's a corner you can stand in. <laughs> <laughs> and you can wear the same hat as this dead guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So wear this is... fucking acorn. <laughs> you put on this acorn, <laughs> you dumb dick. So with this, I think, I think what it's talking about uh, and where it's coming from is frankly, if, if, if you have enough of these, you're going to be this smiling corpse. <laughs> you're not wrong with that. <laughs> I think that's a very good uh, description of that picture. Yeah, that's my guess. Yep. If you have enough of these, you're going to be, you're gonna be a fucking dead guy. All right. Because it's an ale, it's top fermented and warm, warm fermented. According to Rogue, right, this is a German Maybach in style. However, this would be traditionally a lager and not an ale. This is normally pale, and the stronger hops are intended to be served in May, as we were saying, for festivals and stuff like that. Um, frankly, I think this is bullshit. I think we've officially made a whole segment that's a blooper reel. That's yeah. usable. That's usable. Yeah. Uh, One point seven. Is I thought fucking this was bullshit. Fuck you, no, I think we're still rolling. I think we're still oh, yeah, doing fine. good. I think this is the segment. Yeah. All right, let's rate this motherfucker. Out of ten, I would give this a solid seven point eight. Ah, damn, you took the took the words right out of <laughs> the percent right here. Uh, the reasons the reasons are I could Did have you say seven eight seven point eight. Yeah, that's I could. Where I was going to. I could, <laughs> exactly. I could have one of these. I really was. It's a sweet uh, spot. I could have two. And I'd be taking an Uber home. Six point eight's not yeah. a lot, but man, here's the thing: you top of the prosecco, you rarely, you rarely see like a buck. That's six point eight. It's a double buck. That's six point eight. And you're going, I'm gonna nail that, and 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 then I'm gonna be turn into a be, Teen Wolf. Exactly. I'm gonna be. Yeah. I'm gonna be good to go, and then I'll have a couple <laughs> others, and and that's the way you usually go. And and you you choke it down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is pretty good, but really, I'm I'm absolutely with you. I think a seven point eight. I think I can have two. And then I'm moving on to something else. And um, that's kind of the cool thing about it is is that I think it's intended to just be enjoy. And if you have more than two, you're milk. probably going to be a dead guy. Maybe that's the reason. Like laying at the bar and you've got to, someone's putting you into a cab. Maybe that's the reason because it's, 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 it's uh, not going to let you know that you shouldn't be having more. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, you, you won't realize. It's all that caramel. What's Ooh, your, mm-hmm. that's the first time you've said mm-hmm. that, Mister yeah. Caramel. What's your rating? Yeah, what's your rating? I'd say six, eight. The, oh, just like the percentage. Yeah, yeah cool. Good, good point below. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nick, what do you got? All right. So, uh, I think it's very delicious. I can only have one, and sure. I probably don't even want to finish that one. Okay. So I gotta go lower. Boxer funky butts. Well. I got this really. <laughs> That's for sure. I got this really funky, sticky snot mm-hmm. thing in the back of my throat because of this. Spocus. What? Okay, so the spocus. What's a spocus? <laughs> um, Start again. Yeah. One, right. two, three. Um, I think it's delicious. Um, I'll buy one, and I don't think I would finish it because I don't want to finish this right now. By the end of the can, right now, I am feeling this really weird. Aftertaste that's kind of stuck in the back of my I throat. feel that way with box all the time. I, I could not agree with you more. Yeah. I bought a flying fish variety case one time and I had a double box in there. I felt the exact same yeah. way. They're, they're just the ones that you're like, God damn it. Like, I don't, yeah. uh, but I will this, say, though, I will say, is is more tasty than any of the ones I've had. First taste, otherwise. 
delicious. Mm-hmm. And I've had Straight this before, up. and yeah. I and I and I do enjoy it. And this is the first one I've had in a can, which I think is good. And frankly, to 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 bring it all back, right? Talking about the outsider, we're talking about the one who is uh, the freak. This is a freaky beer. It right? is freaky. It's a freaky beer because it shouldn't be as delicious as it is. We know by the end that it's definitely going to do some damage, much like Carrie. Yeah. And uh, frankly. Um, it has those just mellow notes, much like a Murder by Death album, uh, but it can kick you in the goddamn junk. Just like a Murder by Death song. I'm saying. You're not expecting it. Yep. Yeah. Boom. Well, this has been a... It's been a real treat. Yeah. Absolutely. Love to have uh, my buds here. Cheers. I'm a little drunk and a little carsick. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. And you have... You actually have oh, yes, you have like, you have a correction to make, my yes. friend. You have some goddamn amends to make. I got confused in the heat of the moment. Uh, Murder by Death first performed as Little Joe Gould, not Old Joe Boo. <laughs> you should go <laughs> and, fuck but, yourself. But you, no, you got confused. We all got excited. A, well, it's a song. There's a song. Yeah, it's uh, all right. My emotions forgiven, forgiven. <laughs> Book ending with 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 guys I've known for for decades. I fucking love it. Uh, fucking great to see you. I love it, listener. We here. thank you. Yes, stick around. It um, only gets better. It can only get. It better. can only get better. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna throw it to Nick now. Please, um, give us a little bit of a little bit of promotion. Well, if you like the show, you can follow us on. Oh my god. Well, if you like the show, you can follow us. That is too much, Daniel. <laughs> well, if you like the show, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bookrecordbeerpodcast. Uh, on Twitter at bookrecordbeer and on Instagram at book.record.beer. We are on iTunes as well, so pl- please feel free to go ahead and... All right, cut the shit. Right, here we go. Right, let me start again. Let me start again. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Here we go, you jerks. All right. Well, if you like the show, please make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Book Record Beer Podcast, on Twitter at Book Record Beer, and on Instagram at book.record.beer. What does not try to do? We are on. <laughs> for the nudes, Daniel. It's for the nudes. <laughs> oh, All right. Man, I'm going to start this one more time. I, this is this is literally the most distracting oh, you've God. ever been. I'm <laughs> saying that I'm again. I'm sweating profusely. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm leaving. I'm I, not I'm not, <laughs> you, I gotta do it. you have to finish uh, it. Finish it. It's your role. Here we go. <laughs> I'm saying the Snapchat thing again. It's really good. Just fucking Barrel through it, right? Be a goddamn professional, you motherfucker. <laughs> I, dude, if he punched you, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't yeah, even, no, I don't blame I'd him. be like, fine. I'd punch myself <laughs> with his fist. But afterwards. then I'd be like, it was yeah. still a good take. Stop being fun about an hour ago. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> well, if you like the show, you can follow us on social media. Check us out on facebook.com slash book record beer podcast. On Twitter at Book Record Beer and on Instagram at book.record.beer. What does we are also. What does that even mean? We are also. On, 
damn it! All right, here we go. Well, if you like the show, make sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook.com slash Book Record Beer Podcast. We are on Twitter at Book Record Beer and on Instagram at Book.Record.Beer. What's a Snapchat? We are also on iTunes where you can go and listen and rate and share and do all those wonderful things. We thank you for listening. Please enjoy the show. Are they just for the They're all going to laugh at you. Enjoy the show. Why the fuck did I say that? They've already enjoyed the show. Hopefully. <laughs>